Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. We've made it to Monday again. It's February 27th, 2023, and we, as always, are brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, today is National Protein Day. What is your favorite type of protein? It has to be bacon, right? Like that's that's the only correct answer there, right? Like when you when you when you get an option, when you get a food option, and bacon is inside that category, bacon has to be chosen, correct? It's either bacon or when I think of protein, I think of steak. So I mean, that's probably the more conventional way to think of uh, protein. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> steak is a uh, yeah, steak is probably a better protein than than you for you for. Uh, than bacon, but yeah, bacon. Bacon is probably my favorite form of protein. Or if you're talking about just protein powder, um, we like the stuff at uh, Sam's. It's like an all-organic protein powder stuff. It's really good, chocolate flavored. Put it in some shakes. It's fantastic. Also, National Kahlua Day. What's what do you? What kind of drinks do you put Kahlua in for you? I like to do coffee. Um, I like to put Kahlua sure. in coffee. I know a lot of people like to do um, whiskey in in coffee for an Irish coffee. I really like Kahlua in coffee. It, it, you know, it adds a little buzz to it and puts a little sweetener in there. Um, you know, it's like an adult uh, an adult form of vanilla cream almost. Put a little Kahlua in coffee. I'm a pretty big fan of that. It's also National Strawberry Day. We've got like four days here. Sorry. A lot of, a lot of days. A lot of, uh, a lot of food days today. I love strawberries. Might be my favorite fruit, man. I'm a huge strawberry fan. You know, I was talking about the protein powder that we put in our shakes. We also put strawberries and bananas in them. Uh, huge strawberry fan. Anytime I get like any sort of shake or something like that, it's either peach or strawberry. I'm a big strawberry fan. And it's quote the big breakfast day. Quote. It's the best meal of the day. I mean, breakfast food is the best food of the day. So if you're gonna have breakfast, why not have a big breakfast? You know, have a bunch of bacon, have a bunch of pancakes, waffles, eggs, grits, whatever you want on there. Have a big breakfast day. I mean, it's man, it's I my love- favorite meal of the day. Oh, I love me some breakfast food. It's it's probably can't beat it. no. It's it's really undefeated, and it's and it's appropriate for all meals of the day, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know what's else else is undefeated? What's that? The Hawks this weekend. The Hawks were undefeated this weekend. Let's they beat go. the Cavs and the Nets over the weekend, and we introduced their new head coach. But let's let's start with the Hawks beating the Cavs on Friday night, uh, one thirty six to one nineteen. I mean, you want to talk about an absolute beatdown? They were up by, I want to say it was like, they scored 80 in the first half, I want to say. Holy smokes. It was on <laughs> freaking real. They were up by 30 points multiple times throughout this game. Uh, Trey Young had 34 points, 9 assists. John, DeJounte Murray was feeling it for a while. He was up, he had 25, 9 25 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. Sadiq Bay had a really good game, and he looked he looked really strong. 
19 points and four rebounds. But you That's love this. Great, man. This is exactly like we talked about this. This is exactly what you wanted to see from, from the Hawks team after the, the Nate Yeah, and I think we both sort of called this on Friday. We were talking Been about fired. like when when NBA teams fire their head coach, they always seem to come out like this and come out with their hair on fire and play really well. And the Hawks did exactly that. They came out when Nate got fired and won one thirty six to one nineteen. Uh, and you know, I, I sort of said, don't don't put a lot of stock in this game. You know, people are going to overreact no matter what happens. And and you know, sort of, I would say to Atlanta Hawks fans' credit, I didn't see a ton of overreaction on social media, so that was a good thing. But it was a big, nice win. It gives the team a lot of confidence going into this. They call it the second half of the season, but it's really like the second or like the final third of the season. Right. Uh, with 20-something games left into it. I mean, that's that's the way to start it, to beat a good Cavs team. I mean, this is not a this is not a Cavs team that's going to be vying for a top-10 pick. This is a Cavs team that is a legit playoff contender. So great great to see the Hawks come out after the firing of Nate McMillan uh, and really punch the Cavs in the mouth. And yesterday, the Hawks beat the Nets 129-127 on a Trey Young buzzer beater, and it was gorgeous. Uh, Trey had 34 points, including the Two big ones right there at the end. Uh, he had eight assists yesterday. That game was more back and forth than what I was comfortable with. Especially uh, in the fourth. Yeah. But honestly, I, I really appreciated the Hawks being able to come back and, and and finish it. And the fact that they were able to finish it. And, and kudos to uh, the Hawks. uh um, interim head coach goes 2-0 I mean yeah yeah good job from Prunty and actually here's the call for the uh, Trey Young buzzer beater at the end of the game from uh, Bob Rathburn Trey looking to drive game time shoots hits it despite a rear contest from Spencer Dinwoody Trey Young hits the game winner what a great shot what a, what a great it, it was it was it was funny. I was I was reading on social media uh, yet uh, this morning, and they were all joking. They were like, you know, if Nate McMillan was still in Atlanta, he would have made Trey Young inbound that ball. Instead, Prunty funny. cleared it out. Essentially, said clear out the offense and let Trey work, and that's exactly what happened. And how many how many times this year have we seen this exact same situation play out with Nate McMillan? And Nate makes uh, Trey inbound the ball, and we either don't get a shot off, or we get a crappy shot off, we miss the shot. I mean, it, it seems like it happens once a week. And luckily with Prunty, Prunty's just like, give the ball to Trey and we'll figure out what, what's going to happen. Give the best player on the court the ball and see if he can make magic happen. And it did. Jante had 28 points, four assists, three rebounds. And Bogey had 22 points off the bench yesterday. That's this, great to see. These two games were a step in the right direction. This is, you need to continue to win moving forward to get closer to that sixth spot. We're only four points or four, four uh, games out of the loss column, out of that sixth spot right now. So let's let's hope that the Hawks can continue to do what they did this weekend and just build off of that. And now that we have Quinn Snyder as the head coach, he has to start coaching now, right, Bryce? I mean, that is that's why you do things that quickly, right? Yeah, so he'll be he'll be at practice today. The Hawks have a um, have a practice today, so he'll be there today. I'm not sure if he will be coaching uh, against the Wizards on Tuesday, 
but he will be coaching against the Portland Trailblazers on Friday. We do have that confirmed. By Friday, this will be Quinn Schneider's team. Um, not sure if he's going to be coaching tomorrow. I know he'll be at practice today. I know he will be at the game tomorrow versus the Wizards, but I'm not sure if he'll be coaching. I think it might still be Prunty. Uh, but really, the big question is for me is like when Quinn Schneider comes in, he's going to take over with 18 to 20 ish games left, I think. Yeah. So, you know, he's not going to bring in his own staff, obviously. I'm assuming he's going to run with whoever's there. How much of Quinn Schneider's system is he going to be able to put in place before the end of the season? I, you know, these are NFL, uh, NFL, these are NBA professional guys. I would assume they learn quickly, maybe a lot. I don't know. It'll be an interesting transition to see. Um, but I know one person that was extremely excited to see the hiring of Quinn Schneider, and that was DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray, when he heard that pen to paper happened with Quinn Schneider for four years with the Atlanta Hawks, went straight to Trey Young uh, and was swing and was singing Quinn Schneider's praises to Trey Young. So I hope this is a match made in heaven, man. I really do too, and I think that this might be a good thing. And he, even if you know, it could be, you know, he may not be able to get his system implemented here within the final twenty games, but maybe just the game day coaching. It might be a difference for for um, the Hawks with Quinn Snyder yeah. versus versus Nate McMillan. Like you mentioned, yeah, we haven't had that all year long. With yeah, well, well with what Prunty just did, where he you know didn't have um, Trey inbounding. So let's let's hope that 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 changes things a little bit. Yep, I'm excited. Atlanta United with a oh my goodness win against San Jose. This weekend beat San Jose two to one. This game was San Jose was leading one nothing going into stoppage time. Yeah, ninetieth minute, one nothing San Jose. And somehow, some way, Almada had two extra time goals, and it was unfreaking real. Both of them yeah. were absolute just snipes from from. <laughs> long distance it's, and they were coming to be fair i mean oh. the way that the hawks were playing in the second half these goals were coming and and if the hawks didn't come away with this game with at least one point or the united hawks, Atlanta united uh didn't come away with at least one point from this game i think it would have been very deflating because they played well enough to win the game in the second half uh san jose's expected goals in the second half just to tell you how much san jose was interested in scoring another goal san jose's expected goals in the second half was 0.01 that's how interested wow. San Jose, yeah, the Earthquakes were interested in, in scoring a second goal, and they needed it. Uh, here's the uh, here's the call from Mike Condi on Almada's first goal for Atlanta United. Lennon will go to the top of the 18. Here's Almada. Takes the shot. Shoots. Score! The world champion, Tiago Almada. The World Cup champion for Argentina. They have just saved at least a point for Atlanta United. I love the foreshadowing. I love the foreshadowing by Mike Conti. May have, May have saved at least a point for Atlanta United. Yep. Loved, loved the foreshadowing. And if anybody didn't watch this game, Tiago Almada and Orujo played just phenomenally. And I'm going to tell Atlanta United fans this right now. Enjoy Tiago Almada in Atlanta while he's here. Because this young man is destined to for greatness. And I'm talking about top tier European Man City, Juventus, Barcelona greatness. I'm not talking about Miguel Almaron, who was fantastic here in Atlanta 
and went to Newcastle and is doing a lot of good things at Newcastle. I'm talking about Tiago Almada is going to be a world superstar somewhere over in Europe in the next three to four years. So enjoy him while he's here. It's going to be a blast to watch him. Talking about Tiago Almada, here's the call. Mike Conti, game-winning free kick with the Golasso. This to win the match. Final kick of the game. Referee steps away, blows the whistle. Almada goes for goal. Score! I'm speechless. <laughs> Honestly, between, I mean, uh, you you love the passion that Mike Conte has. There's no doubt. But uh, honestly, the goal, the goal uh, announcement or the that was actually on Apple TV was really strong too. I mean, really strong. I, I really was impressed with it. Um, but both both of them, both goals were absolute just snipes to the top corner. It was it was beautiful shots, and I'm I'm so glad I got to watch like the most of the second half. And just see how things just played out with with the five stripes. Uh, Arugio played really well. You know what I'm really excited to see is Giorgios Giamakis and see how he comes into this this fold and see how he plays with Arugio and Almada. You know what I mean? Should be beautiful, man. Especially the way I mean Jackson Conway was up top for a lot of this game and he was just invisible. Uh, I can't wait until we see Gugli Agumas uh, up there up top with um, Almada and Arugia. I think it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be fantastic, man. I really think this team is going to be fun and entertaining to watch this year. How, how good they're going to be. I, you know, I sort of said this preseason. I don't know, but I think they're going to be fun. I think they're going to be enjoyable to watch for 90 minutes. Yeah. And the goal that, that Guzan gave up early on, it was in the what 16th or 18th minute. It was very early. Yeah, very, very early inside the first 20 minutes. It wasn't, it almost seemed like an easy one. Like it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't his fault. That was, that was a bad back marking by Brooks Lennon. Um, Brooks Lennon and Jackson Conway did not have good games, in my opinion. I think Brooks Lennon maybe had one or two bright spots. Uh, but, but on the whole, I don't think, I don't think Lennon or Jackson Conway had a good game. Uh, on the flip side, I thought Derek Etienne Jr., who checked in uh, the second half, I thought he played phenomenal. And I think I thought Andrew Gutman played really well. It was one of the best games I remember seeing Gutman play in a long time. And I was a I was a big naysayer of Gutman last year, but I thought I thought Gutman played phenomenal uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I think Gutman played really well. He, him, and Miles um, being healthy looked really good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles and Guzan. Um, I mean, coming off an injury, they didn't look like they've missed a lot of time. I, Guzan, Guzan fit right in there uh, and, and looked good between the sticks. And yeah, Miles Robinson, I would have, I, I would have had no idea that he was injured. Has you know, if not for seeing the injury myself, he fit right into that to that defense and played really well. Next game is next Saturday. Yeah, Saturday versus Toronto, I believe. Awesome, and I'm sure we'll get yep. another TM5s United before then. Yep, yep, it's coming probably uh, probably Thursday, Friday this week is when the episode will come out. Awesome. Can't wait to hear that one. All right, uh, Braves start spring training over the weekend. They tie the Red Sox and lose to the Yankees over the weekend. Let's talk about the tie first. 
Christ, you talk about how baseball is boring, right? It is. Yep. And mostly just because of how I, I think you think baseball is just slow. It's slow. It is. Right? Yes. Correct. Okay, let me let me make a point here. Most of baseball, most of the baseball games from the weekend were at least 30 minutes to a 45 to an hour faster than the average time last year. Let's go. I'm excited. That makes me excited. I'm happy. Two hours. I saw a lot of two hours, 30 minutes. I saw one that was 207 yesterday. Two oh, that's perfect. Right there. 207. Boom. Two hours done. That's that's like a hot. Uh, I mean, that's like a uh, um, soccer match right there. Yeah. Seven? Yeah. I mean, you get you get you get 90 minutes of play in soccer plus, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of, uh, of of halftime. Yeah, that's, you know, give me two hours. That's what I like. Two hours, boom, done, get on with your day. I mean, that's kind of basketball, too. Basketball and hockey would two hours, two hours, 20, two, two and a half hours, somewhere around there. Yep, yep. Same with Formula One, somewhere around there. You know, usually under two hours, but yeah, it's sort of the cap. So, obviously, the pitch clock is helping in that aspect, right? Right, yes, correct. I don't think it's going to help overall. <laughs> especially after what happened this weekend. Uh, so the Braves had bases loaded, and I'm not sure who was up to to the plate. Oh, who the hell knows? They got so many you know, was, people from single A up there. Right. <laughs> it was a single A player, I'm sure. Bases loaded. It was a full count pitch, or set to be a full count pitch. Batter wasn't in the batter's box at, at an appropriate time. He got called a strike on him, and the inning ended. Just, I'm just. Oh. <laughs> this is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. It was so odd. I'm, Cal, Cal Conley, shortstop Cal Conley was up the bat. That that guy, the the. <laughs> I'm just the household name Cal Conley. I'm not a fan of this. I that was I weird. It. It. Yeah, I get it. And yeah. I know that baseball is going to have to get used to it. And I know that this was the first weekend of dealing with it. I just don't like it because of that. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on this, Billy. I want baseball to be quicker. I want the games to be faster. I don't want games to end because the batter wasn't in the box quick enough. Maybe a warning. Maybe something like that. You know, I not not want to see a, a yellow card handed out by the umpire or anything like that. But, you know, a warning. Hey, you do this again, it's, you're going to be out. You know, a, a warning or something like that. I don't want to see a game in like this. I do want to see the games get quicker. Um, I mean, can you imagine if this was actually a regular season game, like in, you know, in August oh, or something that oh, coming down with the pennant race? And, yeah, like, uh, I, I love that the games are faster. I love the pitch clock. But let's. You know, maybe maybe that's one of those things MLB told the umpires. Hey, let's be over strict with the rules in spring training. That way, when the regular season gets here, everybody will sort of be used to it, and we can we can lax in the rules a little bit. That way, they don't decide games. Maybe maybe we're somewhere around the lines like that. But yeah, we can't have games in the regular season uh, decided by a a pitch clock mistake, in my opinion. Olson had two RBIs on Saturday. Looked pretty good. Sierra, Sierra White, Dean, and Shoemaker. All out of the RBI and the Red Sox and the Braves tie on Saturday. 
on Sunday, it was mostly just forgettable. Uh, Braves fell to the Yankees seven nothing. Sam Hilliard had the lone Braves hit, and Bryce Elder went one and two thirds innings and gave up four runs. Not a great, out, not a great outing. So you know the Braves move on to today, and you know it's it's the good thing about baseball you forget about it and you move on, right? So yeah, who they got today? You know, do you remember off the top of your head? No, I don't. The Braves today have the Blue Jays. Okay. Yep, they are playing the Blue Jays at 105. Are they at home or are they in? They, yep, they're at home. Okay. Yep, they're at Cool Today Park. All right. So, Braves will continue to do what they're doing. Um, as mentioned, you know, Acuna and Rosario will be leaving soon to go to um, World Baseball Classic Camp with their uh, countries, but. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. So, Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from this weekend. Let's do it. Some some big big playoff basketball games from the high schools around our area. We're gonna start off with Friday night. Carrollton Falls, the number one Brookwood, sixty five to sixty. That's the girls. Uh, the Carrollton girls have nothing to hang their heads over. Right. I was talking to uh, I was talking to uh, Matt Skinner about Brookwood, and he said, I mean, they're tall, they're fast. He said, there's a reason they're number one in the state. So they are insane talented. Uh, so congratulations to those Carrollton girls on a on a good season this year. Heard County Falls down in Irwin County, seventy two to sixty four. Hey, that's the way to battle back, man. They were they were down, I think, almost twenty yeah, at one point. They were. But, and they kept they kept battling and battling and made it again in the fourth quarter. That's uh, that's really good to see out of that Heard County squad, uh, the boys Heard County squad. And Temple, the girls fall to Swainsboro, sixty three to fifty two. Um, I heard that game too that they you know Temple had their chances, just couldn't capitalize on some of the stuff. Swainsboro is a really good girls team, and the one team from Friday night basketball moving on to the excellent eight that will be kicking off on Tuesday. The Mount Zion girls. Beat Macon County 57 to 46, a game that Billy and I called out there on Friday night. Man, the Mount Zion Eagles defense was just insane all Friday night long. Yeah. Swarming, knocking the ball away, getting turnovers, allowing no offensive rebounds. Emily Bird is an absolutely insane athlete. And what is she, a sophomore, I think? She's a sophomore or junior, one of the two. Yeah. She is she is phenomenal. That is a really, really talented Mount Zion Eagles team and they will take on i uh, think um wilcox county maybe yes and she had six, on tuesday 16 points and 14 of that was in the second half yeah yeah she at halftime that was sort of our key to the key to the second half was emily bird has to sort of get going i'd like to see her be more aggressive um and i think coach tyler wright had our broadcast piped into the locker room uh because she did exactly that in the second yep. half in, in baseball on Friday night, Temple beat Osborne 15-5, to and Villarica beat Bremen 7-3. to In soccer, Central was at Troop. The girls won 2 to nothing, and the boys fell to Troop 3-1. to In lacrosse, Cherokee beat Carrollton 9-8. to That's boys lacrosse Friday First night. First loss. On, yeah. on Saturday, yeah, the Carrollton uh, Cherokee. I don't, I'm trying to remember if they've historically had a good lacrosse team. I feel like they have. Yeah. I feel, I feel like lacrosse and soccer kind of go hand in hand. If you have a good soccer team, you have a good lacrosse team and vice versa. And I always remember Cherokee as having a good soccer team. So that, that would make sense. On Saturday, basketball, both teams we had playing on Saturday, both advanced to the XLN8. Carrollton beats Parkview 58-56, to two-point win 
for the Carrollton Trojan boys basketball team, who I said early on in the season has one of the best defenses I've seen all year. Huge win for Carrollton to move on to the excellent eights. Um, can't wait to see and hear about how that game will go this uh, uh, Wednesday that they play next. Should be. Should be Wednesday. Yeah, should be a Wednesday. Uh, and uh, the game we were out there for, Billy, Temple Tigers beat Dublin Irish, the boys, 70-61. to 61. If you look on paper and you see nearly a 10-point victory, you would think this game, you know, whatever, you know, Temple won by 10 points. They they almost, uh, you know, almost won by 10 points. They sort of had this game in the bag the whole, whole game, right? right? Yeah, not the case. Temple was down by 12 in the third quarter, and they stormed back behind Darren Drayton's, what did he have, 17 or 18 points, I believe, Saturday night. I mean, I just, just stormed back. The place was electric. The players were going wild. The student section was insane. The atmosphere out there in Temple was absolutely nuts. A 21-point swing for the Temple Tigers in the third and the fourth quarter. I mean, one of the most insane comebacks, one of the craziest games I've been to, you know, disregarding what sport it was, just any sporting event I've ever been to, one of the craziest comebacks I've seen in person. It was a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, the, the amount of people that were there at the game that were watching was awesome. But also, just being able to be in that building, man, was just unreal. And just watching that game unfold was unreal. So, absolute blast. Kudos to Coach Cottrell and uh, uh, the Temple Tigers moving on to the excellent eight. Yep, they'll play on Wednesday night at home. Uh, so Mount Zion and Temple will have home games. Mount Zion Tuesday, Temple on Wednesday, and then Carrollton, I believe, will be on the road Wednesday. Not a thousand percent sure where yet, but we'll have that for you on Wednesday mornings, morning five. Uh, baseball over the weekend on Saturday, Temple falls to Paulden County six to one. Heard beats Jackson eight to three. Max Lasseter with his first career home run over the fence. Uh, Heard County beats Crisp County four to one. Carrollton beat Calhoun and Oconee 7-4 and 11-10. Paulden County beats Bowden 7-4 and then Bowden falls to Temple 7-4. Central beats Troop County 4-3 and then South Paulding at Central. I know that game took place, but I couldn't find a score for it this weekend, Billy. I looked all over and I could not find a score for South Paulding at Central, which is very odd because both of those schools are, you know, steeped in baseball lore. So I figured they'd get that score out, but I couldn't find it. Um, I assume it took place. I know we had some rain moving in, but I assume that central South Paulding game took place. In college basketball, UW beat Delta State 73 to 55 and 67 to 53. Boys and girls, they move on to the conference championship. They've wrapped up, or the conference tournament, they have wrapped up their regular season. So their next game will be in the conference tournament. On the Smith's floor covering games and events calendar for today. Only three games. Baseball, we have Bremen at Tryon at 5.30. And then lacrosse, we have Bremen at Northgate. Girls at 5.30 and boys at 7 p.m. Does you need another cup of coffee? Indeed, sir. Indeed, I do. Let's get to another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Dame Lillard scores a career-best 71 points behind 13 threes. Holy smokes. Dude. Good Lord. That is that is a Luka Doncic kind of line. You know what I mean? That's that's Dame time right oh, there, man. Lord. That is absurd. Golly. Yeah. Damian Lillard, Lillard, still one of the best players in the NBA. Fury hands Jake Paul his first loss. 
decision win. This fight, you know, I, I had a buddy of mine who was watching it, and he was he was like, you know, Jake Paul's looking really good. And hearing Jake Paul after the, the fight saying that he just felt flat, and that was interesting to me. But are you surprised by this split decision? Uh... I, I not really I don't know that fight was terrible um, really the people that won that fight were the people that didn't watch a second of it it was it, I, I don't think Paul won I, I think I think Fury definitely won on the cards um, I agree with the decision but it was Billy it was it was awful it was it was one of the most embarrassing displays of, of boxing I've seen in a long time uh, for a for a main event I'll say that for a main event this is an undercard boxing match this is not a main event it was it was by two guys who should never main card another pay-per-view boxing event ever again in the history of their lives. Uh, it was, yeah, it was it was a poor display of boxing for a main event. But no, I'm not surprised that Tommy Fury beat beat Jake Paul. Jason Kidd said the Mavericks have to quote grow up after blowing a huge lead this weekend. <laughs> yeah, huge lead against the Lakers. Lakers came back and beat them. We were actually watching the end of this game. Um, in the parking lot of Mirror Lake Golf Course. We just got done playing 18, and we were out there with the phone watching the end of this game. And, yeah, Mavericks blew a big lead. Uh, I, uh, that trade for Kyrie Irving was a was a horrendous trade. Kyrie Irving does nothing but tank franchises. So enjoy the bed you've made, Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, Texas Rangers, Ke'Andre Miller ejected from win for a spitting incident. Yeah, he spit on Drew Daughtry, I believe. Um, but that's one of the weirdest ejections I've ever seen in hockey. I, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody ejected for getting. Spit I apologize. On. It wasn't Texas Rangers. It was New York Rangers. My apologies. <laughs> Those guys, the, the Texas Rangers are now a hockey team, <laughs> but yeah, spitting. I don't think I've ever seen anybody, anybody thrown out of a hockey game for spitting yeah, on somebody. I, I don't think I have either in Texas or excuse me. The New York Rangers are about to get a stud of a hockey player. Right. Who are they getting? Uh, Patrick Kane. From, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Hey, Jonathan Quick is the goal goal tender out there uh, for the for the Kings. I didn't know that. The Kings? Huh. Why are we go. talking about the Kings? Where are the Kings coming from? Because that's that's who they were playing. The Rangers oh, were playing the Kings. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't know Jonathan Quick was their uh, goaltender. Uh, Chris Kirk wins the Honda Classic in a playoff, the first title since 2015. Yeah, the guy who was uh, against Jonathan Kirk, man, I forget who finished second, um, but the the playoff, the final hole, it was Eric Cole. Eric Cole missed like a four-foot putt to send it into a double overtime, if you will. It was a heartbreaker, man. They were filming his family on his putt, and he, he missed the putt just right, and it was a heartbreaker for them. But yeah, Chris Cole, $1.5 million purse for him. Was it Bush one at Fontana this weekend? Bush! Yeah, Kyle Bush one had a really strong car. Um, and I love Fontana, man. I hate they're getting rid of that track and redoing it. I think that's a phenomenal track. It's it's five wide racing on, on restarts and everything. We'll talk all about it in track talk this week. But yeah, Kyle Bush breaks Richards Petty's record of 19 consecutive seasons with at least one win uh, in the in the NASCAR Cup Series. So congratulations to Kurt, Kyle Boosh! On your win out there in Fontana. Today in 1987, the NCAA cancels SMU's entire 1987 football schedule for gross violations of NCAA rules regarding athletic corruption. Ooh, 
the death yep. penalty. Something we haven't seen since, and I highly doubt we'll ever ever see again. No. That was a uh, that was a program ruiner, man. That set SMU back probably 20, 30 years, and they've never recovered. You got anything else for us today, bud? Ah, man, let's get out of here on a Monday. Let's uh, let's start the week off right. What's our weather looking like today, Billy? Do you know off the top uh, of your head? I think we got rain most of the week, uh, but the weekend's supposed to look nice. Honestly. Oh, uh, I guess that's all right. I'm tired of this rain, but it is what it is when baseball season in the spring rolls around. Rain in the spring means we are just a couple weeks away from beautiful summer that's weather. That's right. All right, for Bryce Farley, I am Billy Lindahl. We will talk to you all on tomorrow morning, Tuesday, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors! <laughs>